0: The Luck Stops here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH. Gamble on everything from cockfights to tumors over at MyBookie.ag. And... I got a great episode for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you smash that five star button and give us a little review wherever you're listening. And if you're over on iTunes, leave a comment. That really helps. Uh, thank you to all my new listeners in the UK. You guys seem awesome, and I can't wait to go there and gamble one day. This week, I got a legit New Jersey native. Um, you know, I talk about New Jersey and legal gambling in New Jersey a lot. I really wanted to get this guy on to get his take. Uh, everybody, Mr. Paul, Paul Mary. how you doing, Paul?
1: Good brother, how are you?
0: I'm great, dude. I'm great, man. Uh I uh actually I'm not going to lie. I got a, I got a bone to pick with my HOA where I uh at the condo complex I live in. Okay. Uh, I woke up this morning to leave for work and there was a sticker on my window that said uh you uh you're in violation. You got to get a parking pass or you're going to be gone and uh you will get towed within in the next 48 hours. Or 48 hours from now you'll get towed starting after that clock ticks so uh turns out they the hoas flipped on me they switched hoas without telling me and uh i i unfortunately uh now have to scramble to get my property management company with because it's the place i rent the condo from i have to have them do the paperwork to take to the hoa so i can get my parking pass in this 48 hour window so it's a really bad ticking clock movie it's not quite like uh it's a really bad. It's the worst, yeah. worst sequel of a Forty Eight Hours, I think. That's out there.
1: Normally, I'd say I can't wait to see how this plays out, but in this case, I can wait to see how this plays out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's gonna. But hopefully, <laughs> it, it sounds like the paperwork was filed today, so I should be getting the pass tomorrow. But I do have a coworker that lives a couple blocks from here, and I was like, "Hey, if I need to park my car at your pad tonight, is it cool?" Or tomorrow night, and he's like, "Yeah, no problem." So, I'm I. Yeah. You know, I, I know how to work all the angles. I know how to play the, the percentages there. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I know. so like dude and my allergies have been acting up. I thought when I moved to the desert, I thought the allergies weren't going to be such a problem. And sure. Then, and then I, uh, get here and it's, they're almost even worse. And today it was a brutal one and it was the first hundred degree day. So. Well, you look great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, I, I really appreciate it. We were just, Paul and I were just talking off air. I think the last time I saw him was at Sean Green and Tess Barker, both, uh, former guests of the program. Yes. Uh, that, at their wedding was, I think the last time I saw you, I was in 2018 and your son who's in the background there. I want to say he was just born. No, that was our oldest. That was your oldest. He's
1: 2019.
0: He's 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, so yeah, yeah. So that was the oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Dude. Now you just had the third one.
1: Yeah, you can get a lot. You can get a lot done in a couple of years. <laughs> so congratulations, dude. Thank you, bro. Thank I lo- you.
0: love you and your wife, and uh, really glad to see you guys expanding your family and uh, you know all coming Thank together. You. Like, but like, you know, that's that, oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was the oldest then. Wow, man, time does fly, dude. Yeah, I'm about
1: <laughs> to be four. So.
0: My nephew turns four next week. Actually, shout out to uh, Cash Baxter Bowser out there. Uh, Yeah,
1: all the 2017 babies.
0: Yeah, the the Trump babies. Yeah, the the (laughs) the
1: baby bombers when everything was good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean this is gonna be crazy. They're like the you know one of these last generate like groups of kids that have been born pre-COVID it's going to be like a whole thing of who yeah, was Yeah, man. Pre...
1: I guess it's like the new pre-9/11 babies. Yeah,
0: yeah. I you think know?
1: so. Where there's now like adults in the world that were like, you know, where were you on 9/11? I hear their answers and I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah. Where you were in kindergarten? Oh, okay, that's cool, man. I was talking yeah. to some
0: people at work and they were like, I was 3 and I was like, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bro, my my oldest nephew who's 20 was born uh 3 days before it. So he's like Sure. Whoa. World Trade Center. And I'm like, oh
0: my, oh my God. God. <laughs> you have no idea, dude.
1: Is this going to be video, too? Is he like totally killing your game? No, right? no, no.
0: This is just audio. So we're all good. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, uh... Well, at least
1: he's only playing with the loudest toy that we have out here.
0: Yeah. No, he's, 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 he, you know, uh, it's better than Decker's uh, Siberian Husky howling through the whole thing. Sure. So.
1: All right. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. So
0: it would not be the worst. And uh, Ben Cavett's bad internet at his new place. Like there's been a. Perfect. Um, cool. Doug Doug Stanhope just drooling vodka down his chin, you know. There's been uh, <laughs> there's been some good ones, but dude, like yeah. So you're a New Jersey native, and that's what I want to talk to because, like, New I mean, obviously here in Vegas is the gambling capital of America. I mean, that's sure. but new I would say New Jersey is the gambling capital of the East Coast. I mean, with Atlantic City and just the first state to legalize sports gambling now, and oh.
1: yeah, I mean. The thing is that New Jersey is much longer than people uh, remember. So, like, people that me remember. No. So, like, people that me that grew up in North Jersey, AC is, like, a solid.
0: I mean, that's two. Philly. Yeah.
1: yeah it's a, you might as well. Yeah.
0: It's exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I even forgot. dude, I'm telling you, my brain was totally fine until we had the third kid. And now I am, like, <laughs> I can't. I can't say a word. Like I, I tried to say put the bag down <laughs> yesterday and it took me like I was like put the dag down Ah, put the down the down the do uh oh my god. Just can you just can you just hand me that? Just hand me that right now. Just I'll, I'll it put down. it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll i t- I'll take care of that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um but so like people like where was I was from, if you wanted to gamble, it was just shorter to go to Foxwoods or most Oh in people. Connecticut. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: like first of all, it's nicer. Yeah, yeah, it's nicer and it's a nicer drive. Which yeah. you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose money, you don't want to lose money in Atlantic City and then drive all the way up the Parkway.
0: Dude, that is such a great point though. Of like, you've never seen an HBO special of like hookers of the Mohican Sun. Yeah, no, it doesn't, happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. You know, Atlantic City's got that. And yes, they do. <laughs> but you never hear about the Foxwoods foxes. <laughs> no. No, because no, no. like, no, no. No, cause like uh, but I do think it's cool that New Jersey had their, like there, it was, I think the New Jersey versus the United States or whatever that opened up all these sports gambling laws now across the like country. That's,
1: I feel like that's just like the state's slogan. Quite honestly, like the name of that case just be like, was it really the state of New Jersey versus United States I think
0: it was, I think it was something like that dude.
1: that perfectly encapsulates everyone's mentality that's from there <laughs> nothing has ever summarized it so what did they do they sued the government to allow sports gambling well, yeah
0: because they they have the they passed it on the state books, but the way the federal law was set up it was only legal in Nevada here, so they challenged it and then. Now all states are allowed to do it. So now like Michigan has it, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. It's like, you know, until the government can figure out how to make money on it, it's illegal.
0: It's, you know, the funniest thing about that for me out here now is I have fewer gambling options than a lot of my friends because DraftKings and like Daily Fantasy stuff is illegal in Nevada and Arizona.
1: I guess that makes sense.
0: Because they don't have the, the gaming regulators here aren't getting the big kickback like they would from the strip sure. hotels. Yeah.
1: So sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so <laughs> it's so interesting.
0: Yeah, no, so it's like like weird stuff like that, I can't bet on here. Even though Draft Kings just built the largest sports book on one of the strip casinos at the Imperial Palace.
1: So how does that work?
0: So it's a Draft Kings sports book. Okay, it's like win bet, right? Uh, the the Win Corporation. They got their casinos around town here, um, and you can get the I can get the Nevada. I think I have it. The Win. I don't have any money in it or haven't set up the account, but the Win sportsbook app. But now, like one of the gambling podcasts for Sean and Kramer, one of their main sponsors is Win Bet. But that's the right. app that's legal in like Illinois, Colorado, Michigan. It's like a completely separate app. Yeah.
1: I got to be honest with you. I'm so happy I I I, uh, I dodged the whole sports gambling. Because <laughs> it is like, my God, it, is, it looks so stressful. You got to follow so much stuff. Okay. You, We're going to go out in a little bit, okay? We're going to have some dinner first, and then we'll go out to school before bedtime,
0: okay? Yeah. yeah, buddy. How you doing? That's
1: my, whole, that's my whole life. Yeah, man. Just lay out a completely <laughs> reasonable plan, only to be met with no. No, nah, dude.
0: we're we're, we're going to the park bro we're gonna hit some we're gonna go hit some balls man
1: 100 percent
0: um no yeah because like i'm lucky now here because uh my favorite book here is a dollar minimum so i'll basically just i mean i i'll I'll do a lot of sports gambling but i do like one two dollar bets like i can make fifty dollars last me months doing that and i'm racking up casino rewards points that i can use on food at the casino so
1: hey man It's all about those reward points.
0: That's really what it's about. I'm just playing to get the free rewards. I, in fact, found a free slot app where I can play (laughs) slots for free. You've got a
1: different internet than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think about how long it would take me to be presented with a free slots app.
0: Well, I get casino rewards points through playing the app.
1: Ah, okay.
0: So that's why I got on board with it. Man, I, they got
1: your, they got your hooks in you. It's not enough that you move to the state.
0: No, no, they got to get me with the rewards. Like, you
1: got to get them virtually too.
0: And I always say, my advice to people is, if you're going to be a regular out here, find like the chain you like the most. Because most of these places have like several hotels. Like, there's like four or five main chains that own every place. Sure. So find the chain you like the best with the different places, and then just go to those places. So you're keeping your rewards points on one account. And you'll actually have a more meaningful payout. Like, you want to get the steak dinners. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, because, like, some people uh, – what was it? I was at the – watching the Kentucky Derby there. And the guy at the sportsbook window kept giving me a bunch of free drink tickets. But I didn't really want them. So, I was like – I kept I gave them to this dude in a wheelchair who was just pounding beers. And he was like, oh, my God. Thank you so much, dude. Sure. Like, you are the man. And I'm like, well, like, like – you don't turn free stuff down when they offer it to you at the casino. You just sure. use it to grease other people in other places. Yeah, man. Keep keep, keep the, the, the the wheels in the sky, keep on turning. Do, 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 do. So, Henry there is starting to get into uh playing swinging the bat around.
1: Dude, Link had his first day at T-ball yesterday. Uh-huh. Like typical uh, you know, younger brothers. He Henry's taken like He's like, I'm a, I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna I can do that, you know, just as good. So it's been a lot of fun these last couple of days. Especially they're at the age where like they're starting to play with each other for longer periods of time before it turns into like, all right, back to your corners, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so it's like been real like last night we were we, we took the trash out, which that's a big day in the Palmieri household. Good swing, bud. And on the way back in, Henry wanted to have a catch and then link link had gone inside already he came back out after a few minutes i was like can i play with you and i was like bro yes like i've been waiting my whole life to ask my hear my son (laughs)
0: you know what i mean It's like your field of dreams moment
1: oh my god bro forget it
0: that's great Um, which is
1: funny someone recently asked me what what gets me to to, what gets me every time and field of dreams that scene is like guaranteed oh yeah guaranteed tears oh that's waterworks big time yeah, and then of course it was on a, a group chat where I just like immediately got torn to pieces about Field of Dreams getting it. <laughs> like you guys don't know, you don't get it.
0: That that scene makes me overlook the fact that they played uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson as a right-handed hitter.
1: Yeah, man, there's like some weird story with that. Uh, but look, Leota, Leota did a great job. Yeah, yeah. You know, me. like the movie came out of thinking myself as an adult being like really taken out by that, but like. <laughs> You know, at at what point um, do uh, you know? At what point does something like a factual, uh, a historical error take you out of a movie yeah. like that? Like I, we're already doing ghosts. Yeah, we have, we
0: have yeah, we have ghosts playing. Yeah, true. Like I yeah. mean, I uh, I think the first time I saw that was actually I was at the Cal playing. Was, I was at a Cal State Fullerton sleepaway baseball camp, and that was Oof. one of the coolest weeks of my life, dude. Sure. And like, yeah, man. They had guys from the Angels come out and work with us like during the week and like took us to a bust us to a Dodger game one night. Uh they brought in like the coolest part probably was they brought in like a card collector, like circuit like they basically gave us our, our own free card show.
1: Were they so were there guys in the majors that came out or yeah. was it just an organization? Yeah, oh, dude.
0: Like a couple of the guys <laughs> from the Angels came out and hung out and stuff.
1: I never did sleepaway camp but the couple camps I went to were like you know by guys that either had like a cup of coffee uh in the majors or or like never made it above double a and it was like even the double a guys were like <laughs> you are the greatest baseball player yeah. who's ever who's ever lived <laughs> so I always call back on that experience when everyone's what anyone's like what's the hardest sport to make it in and I'm like it's got to be it's got to be baseball there's no there's yeah. no doubt in my mind
0: you know, that- what, you know what really upsets me is when people say refer to minor leaguers saying are they going to like they'll say like oh he's a good minor leaguer is he going to make it to the pros it's like well he's already a professional.
1: Yeah, he's already a professional.
0: Like the yeah. minor the rookie ball you're now a professional, you know, like
1: Yeah, bro, like I I played with kids who hit like, you know, 675 in <laughs> yeah, high they, school yeah. and like didn't even get a look from Any major programs, you know, and I I played I I went to college with this kid who was drafted by he was drafted by and I only remember this because it was the same. He was drafted by the Rockies and he was drafted by the Colorado Avalanche
0: Whoa! uh,
1: and ended up going to college to play just because he was, you know, whatever. Um, hockey and baseball are very similar, like that with their drafts and and their minor league system. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have the the and hockey also has like the junior circuit on top of that, which is I I guess kind of like the AAU circuit for baseball. But
1: yeah, and I watched him, I watched him play uh, floor hockey, and also like softball after he quit, uh, you know, playing for the school. And I was like, "You're the greatest athlete! Ever. Are you out of your? You're the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life!" Like he would hit. He would hit the net from like I'm talking a full, full three or four basketball court length. Jeez. Like no, like it was nothing. Like it was just like I was like, Can you was that luck? And he was like, No. And he did it again and it looked like instant replay. And I was like, Let me tell you so Yuji, you could just do this and you're not a professional athlete. He was like, No way, man. And I was like, Oh my,
0: what? This is insane to me. Because for some guys it's just like a parlor trick. Uh like have you ever seen the Globetrotters?
1: The, i'm sorry have you ever
0: seen the globetrotters
1: live yes i have actually
0: yeah okay i uh saw them okay i was a not to brag too hard but i was a basketball scene extra in little nicky years ago oh
1: my god bro i knew there was something special about
0: you <laughs> and uh the globetrotters are in that in playing that basketball scene where dana carvey's the satan possessed ref or whatever yes and so in while they were in between setting up shots the Globetrotters put on their full like show and did it like the like the forty five minute floor show they do or whatever. That's and, amazing. And but then like they had a lot of time to kill in between shots because it was like a twelve hour day, so the yeah. Globetrotters just started doing trick shots for everybody in between takes. Sure. And, and like one guy made like 15, 16 in a row under his leg from three quarter court. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. nothing. And this yeah. guy's not like good enough for the NBA. That's why he's on the Globetrotters. That's the yeah. crazy thing about it.
1: I always go back to another similar story like that. It was a, it was someone tweeted like there was like a an apartment complex that had like a regular pickup game and and one day someone new moved in and they were like who are you did you play professionally and he was like I played like not one double A but like Division two like Division two basketball and they were like this is like this is division two level like your division two level like didn't miss a shot yeah you no. know that, that it's an entirely different level of skill and you know access too. like i was watching did you watch under the grapefruit tree the cc C. sabathia thing on hbo
0: no no i gotta check that the out.
1: chronicles last year and like him going to rehab and stuff it was really good. It's worth the watch. It's only an hour long. And CC's the man. I love him so much. My friend homered so off But, um... He, my, my, one of my best friends run a,
0: homered off him in a high school All-Star game. And that made my friend a prospect. And he got drafted by the Cubs as a center yeah. fielder. But ended up going to uh, I believe it. Fullerton as a pitcher instead. But, like, that put him on the prospect that's, radar. Because he had a big game against the Matthews.
1: That's the only thing I would ever talk about the rest of my Yeah, life. yeah. Um but he his sons in high school and he goes to you know all his games now that he's retired and one of the clips they're just like having a catch after the game in the in the outfield and CC's running through scenarios of you know when to swing at the first pitch when not to swing at the first pitch and the scenarios he was thrown out because Amaya's gotten super into baseball just via <laughs> being under the same roof as me. Yeah. No, I remember when we first got together, she was like, how many games are there? I was like, there's a, oh, there's it's a, lot. a lot. Like, it's just get ready for this first seven months. And now she's full on, like, she's full on bummed when there's an off day. And she's like, why do, why do they need an off day? I'm like, honey. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, Rain delays so, must really bum her out.
1: Oh my God. So <laughs> I've always, you know, whenever someone, like, not Prince Fielder, that's a bad example. There's not really... Who's like a kid of a pro? Barry Bonds. Guess, the show? No, 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 no. That's that's playing now.
0: Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh,
1: oh, uh, Vlad Junior.
0: Uh, Cody Bellinger.
1: Okay, yeah, former Yankee, great Clay Bellinger, number thirty-five. Um, uh, was he thirty-five? No, that's Cody's number. What the hell number was Clay? I'll think. I'll think about it. He, Clay
0: was on the two thousand two Angels World Series team as like a forty-man roster guy that got a yeah. ring, but he wasn't in the World Series.
1: What number was Clay Bellinger's? It's tw- 12 final answer. I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but like when Vlad Jr.'s up and, you know, she'll be like, that's weird. His dad was in the majors and now he is. And I was like, you don't understand. It's like, you know, obviously she sees the connection, but I'm like, do you have like, if you're in a major league clubhouse from a young age, like that knowledge and the way to look at the game is so far advanced that like, yeah. even if you have like, a medium amount of athletic talent, like your mentality and your knowledge of the game will be so far like head and shoulders above who you're playing with and against that. Like it'll take you far. And like the CC thing to get back to it was like, bro, he was breaking down. Like, it wasn't just like top of the third, no outs. Are you swinging? It was like top of the third away game left fielder (laughs) just went like all like just wild scenarios. It's someone spent you know, forty one now, someone that spent almost twenty five years as a professional athlete, as a professional baseball player, just being surrounded by the game, could throw out. And his seventeen year old kid was like, Well, yeah, of course I'm swinging at the first pitch then. You know? And he's like, Well, when would you wouldn't? When wouldn't you? And he'd be like, Oh, around top five. And then he was like, Yeah, exactly right. And I was like, What? Like there's no there's a right answer to that?
0: <laughs> yeah. <You know>? like, <laughs> oh my god. Like it was wild, dude. Well, yeah, because that's why you look at like Bonds and Griffey, it's like it's like the guys who like are the son of all stars? Those guys become hall of famers. Yes, because they have like the the like the. I mean, not to put it too crudely, but they have the breeding, like the they have the bloodline of like a, of a thoroughbred, so to speak, just all like right. a racehorse.
1: Twenty five minutes in, you brought up breeding. <laughs> no, we did that from the get
0: go, man. You're talking about your kids. <laughs> you're, right, you're right.
1: You're right. Um, but, yeah, dude, because it's they have the physical tools, yeah, and then the mental stuff.
0: And then they grow up with this refined approach at such a young age. That's why when you look at, like, I like comparing uh, father-son numbers throughout baseball history because it's really interesting how the sons always draw more walks.
1: Ah, I never knew that. That's like I mean, not
0: always, but, like, if, if you break it down, like, B- Barry Bonds had a much better eye at the plate than Bobby Bonds did. Same sure. with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Griffey. Say, yeah. You know, uh, I think Bichette right now, another good example, where Craig Bish- uh he oh, yeah, how d- how
1: dumb am I? I called out Vlad Jr. and there's also two other guys on his team that are. Ambigio,
0: Biggio. yeah, he's got Biggio, Bichette, and uh, and I think Roger Clem, one of Roger Clemens' son, is in their AAA team, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Who cares? I hate Roger Clemens. Yeah,
0: Roger Clemens. I went to uh, Roger Clemens' like 297th win, something like that, at Angel Stadium. And then I, uh, when he was on the Yankees. I also went to uh the Mets Dodgers game where Piazza tied Fisk for most like home runs by a catcher. Oof. And the Dodgers fan threw it back. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, that's that's actually worth some money, dude. Like if if anything, you could trade it to Piazza for some autograph bats or something. Like
1: Dude, we went to um I saw Piazza play on the Dodgers when I was a kid. And that was like – that blew my mind because it's like there is a difference between like uh, a West Coast fan experience and an East Coast fan experience. And at the time, I only knew – I'd only gone to Yankee games. And like the occasional Met game because someone's dad got Got a ticket ticket, for their their birthday. And you're like, all right, whatever, I'll go to Shea. Um, And I remember as a kid, like – there would be, it was like, a I remember it was a ground ball to short and everyone lost their mind or like reacted like it was a deep fly ball that had a chance of getting out. And I was like, dad, what are they cheering for? And he was just like, they're just happy to be here. And I was like, that's very, that's very insightful <laughs>
0: because
1: it's like, you know, I grew up going to Yankees, like Yankee stadium where it was just like a ground ball to short was like, all right. like, who, well, who's, is someone going to do something soon? There was no, like that has a chance. He made contact. And I was like, it was just, it was a. Difference. I thought you were
0: gonna say someone hit a ball to short when back when Jose Offerman was playing short for the Dodgers and they knew it was gonna be no, an absolute 40. adventure of him making forty errors a year or whatever. Was he?
1: He was on the Red Sox too. No. Yeah, he
0: played. I think by then he was like a first baseman, DH type. Thank yeah. God, because you know, he had a good bat. He could hit, but he should never have been a shortstop. Like, I mean, yeah, man. That's just that's just asking for it. Uh, I'm got dude. I did get a chance to go to old Yankee Stadium in like 2005, I think. You did? Yeah, I went to. Uh, a,
1: it's the greatest place on earth. It was like
0: a Yankees Pirates game, and Mussina took a no hitter in like the seventh or eighth or something like that.
1: He did that so many times. He's someone who's going to be forgotten about as like a great Yankee, but it, it's a shame that shame that he will, because uh, he was phenomenal. He
0: kind of fits in that Maddeningly. Like, group where it's, like... First of
1: all, don't you dare compare anyone to Don Mattingly.
0: But, no, they both, like... The team won the World Series, like, the year before they got there and then the year after they left or whatever.
1: Yes, and they had to. But the thing with... The difference between Mattingly and Mussina is those were always, you know, aside from... Mussina was never on a bad team. Mattingly was on bad, bad teams, you know? So, like, that's why anyone my age anyone my age who's a Yankee fan, a lifelong Yankee fan, and they're, they're they ask who their favorite player is. And their answer is anything other than Don Mattingly. And like, you know, I'll, if their answer is anything other than like Mattingly or Jeter,
0: yeah, Jeter gets the credit.
1: I'm, I'm suspect of your, how long you've been a fan because yeah. it's like, yeah. there's no one who's, you know, going to be 40 who grew up watching the Yankees that had anyone to cheer for aside from, Don Mattingly that's just that was the only reason you watch the games now
0: Ricky was my all-time favorite player growing up so uh <laughs> see I, I have... like I liked it when he was on the Yankees where they had him Mattingly and uh Dave Winfield like that was an awesome one two three punch there
1: yes but you're 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 older than me correct
0: yeah I'm 42
1: yeah see my brother uh is six years older than me so he's 45 And he, like, you know, he loved Dave Winfield. But I missed that, like – I remember Winfield being on the team, but it was at the time when, like, the writing was on the wall that he was, like, on his way out of town. You know, so it was, like, same with Ricky Henderson. It was, like, the team's bad. He's kind of –
0: Well, and you can almost thank Dave Winfield for the Yankee dynasty of the late 90s, 2000s, because that's basically, uh, for people that don't know – George Steinbrenner, owner of the Yankees, hired a private investigator like illegally to spy on Dave Winfield to try and get out of paying his contract. Yes. And so Major League Baseball banned him from running the team for a few years. Yes, And during that time is when they drafted Jeter, Pettit, uh, signed like Mariano Rivera, like Posada, all these guys. So they brought all these guys into the fold. Bernie Williams, all these guys got brought in the fold during that time, that period. And uh, normally Seinbrenner, when he would get a hand, get a bunch of prospects like that at once, he would want to flip them for an established veteran somewhere else. I'm like, uh,
1: just, the worst. just yeah, the worst decisions,
0: try and get Danny Tartable on his way out or whatever.
1: <laughs> like, like, that's the thing, bro. Like I remember Danny Tartable and I have love for him, but like. He was bad. Didn't they he trade was... like
0: Jay Buner for a like, young Jay Buner or somebody like that? Or McGriff or someone? Like...
1: I know that no, they traded Jay Buner. I don't remember for who. I wanna say it was a starting pitcher. Some starting pitcher that went like you know, fourteen and six the year he- before. Steinbrenner's like, we gotta have him. We need his consistency. <laughs> 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 you <know?
0: Yeah>. um, <laughs> Steinbrenner was funny like that, but that. Then
1: Jay Buhner went on to be a notoriously hated uh, member of the Mariners. Yeah. So those Mariners teams, my God, man, I have so much. That was the worst night of my life, is when they lost that Game Five, the Wild. Uh, of, uh, oh
0: yeah, where Griffey came running around and.
1: <laughs> oh. And don't get me wrong, I love Ken Griffith. He's the best person I've ever seen play live. With that Mariners
0: squad. team was loaded, too, because they had him and A-Rod, obviously. But then you had, like, Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez. Debuter, who was
1: like, uh I remember <laughs> one of my favorite heckles that ever came at Old Yankee Stadium was uh, the Mariners were in town. I believe it was regular season. I think it was after 95. So it was like the hatred was real, you uh-huh. know? And... One of the guys was was yelling at Edgar in the on deck circle. He's like, You're DH'ing, Edgar. You're too old. And some guy behind us just went, He's hitting three fifty-five. Like he, <laughs> he like didn't say anything to the guy that was yelling, but he was just like, Yeah, he's DHing and he's hitting 360 almost. Who are you yelling at? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean?
0: Like, yeah, like dude, this is clearly locked in. Yeah. Uh like, like Paul Sereno was on that team and he was like a 25, 30 home run yes. guy.
1: Wow, what a pull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan Wilson.
1: Dude, Dan Wilson, uh, Louis Soho, who who earned his stripes, who who made made right with God, and won won a ring with the Yankees. Thank God. Um, I remember it took me a long th- when Louis Soho came on to the Yankees. I was like, that guy's a Mariner. I don't like that guy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they like him? Don't they remember what that team did to him?
0: You, you know, know it Brody.
1: And it's also personal.
0: It Was the late great Brody Stevens who really broke it down to me? He's like, all these guys are friends. Yeah, dude. Like, they all, like, grew up playing, like, the same clinics and all-star games and this and that with each other growing up. They're all friends. Like, they're all part of the same social circle.
1: They're all part of the same alien experience, which is being the best at something for your entire life. (laughs) You know? So, like, you're going to have a kinship with
0: them. Yeah. like Especially when you get to, like, the Hall of Fame. Like, there's, like, a special bond with those guys. Because, I mean... How else can you explain, like, yeah, I have 3,000 major league hits. Like, who else can... Yeah.
1: <laughs> no one else. No one else, dude.
0: No one else can be like, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> But, I mean, dude, that Mariners team, you had Randy Johnson. Like, uh, dude, I mean, they were loaded.
1: I could not name anyone really other than A-Rod, Junior, Buhner, Edgar... Randy Johnson It's wild to think that like Jackson. You hear him? He's inside Do you think he's awake now? It's like also cute because he's starting to say His older brother's name a little bit So he's like starting to be like get excited by him There he goes, where'd your pants go?
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a good sound bite right there
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, They're over there Okay, Can you get them for me, honey, so I can put them on? Okay. Thank you, good boy
0: but, yeah, like, uh, oh, who else is on there? I almost remember the Mariners team that came right after that with, like, Jeff Nelson, Sasaki. Dude, uh, Nelson.
1: Jeff Nelson was on that team. Another guy who came over to the Yankees that yep. I was like, you like him? Come on, man.
0: Arthur Rhodes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Ar- I remember Arthur Rhodes getting in trouble for having, uh, too big a diamond earrings and the batters were saying it was distracting and, he, uh, and then he threw a- at the guy. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> like, man, like, uh, I remember the to me like I I mean I was an Angels fan. I always hated the Mariners. But there was no, and I loved going to see Griffey play. Don't get me wrong, but when they got Ichiro, that was an event. Oh yeah. Like going I, I went to the game where Ichiro tied the single season hit record. Mm-hmm. I think it was and he tied it or he had just broken it or something like that. It was like right around there, but man, like he was like so good. You're like maybe the best outfield arm I've ever seen in my life. Like,
1: um, yeah. Did you ever read that in-depth uh, article on him on like what he does every? The uh, Sports off-field.
0: Illustrated one.
1: I think it was Sports Illustrated. Where
0: he's got the little like rubbing stick that he rubs on the soles of his feet to maintain bat like batting balance or like. <laughs> and
1: um, he like retreats back to like this old high school field that's like super secluded. And like, it's almost, it, I I don't, was it Sports Illustrated? I can't remember, bro. I'm sorry. I'm such a bad guest. I'm all over the place.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy.
1: But uh, I noticed how you didn't correct me. Um, it was some weird thing. Like he goes back to his high school field and like everyone in the town is like worried about him, that he's like this tortured soul that like needs to do this. And like,
0: whoa,
1: Ichiro's the man, dude. And I'll, and, and I'll tell you why I think that aside from all of his accomplishments is I don't know if you ever heard this story of after Jeter broke his ankle in 2012, which, by the way, it's a shame that that team didn't win a title because they were, they were stacked again. They
0: were really good that year, I remember.
1: Um, Jeter broke his ankle game two or something. I want to say it was two because they were at home.
0: It was against Detroit, right?
1: It was against Detroit, yeah. Broke his ankle in game two, and he's in the training room. He's in the trainer's room, and he, Ichiro's sitting there, and he's like you know, half in his own head, half out, wondering what he's doing. And then Jeter gets up to leave, He's you know, his crutches arrived or whoever the fuck his ride showed up, you know, so he gets up to leave and then Ichiro gets up and walks out with him and he was like, I didn't realize that entire time that he was just sitting with me. Like he wasn't like, hey man, I'm gonna hang with you. It sucks that you got hurt. Like he said nothing. He just sat there. And then when Jeter got up, he got up and he was like, oh, he was like, sitting with me to share this experience with me like very, very, uh, samurai, yeah, uh, like,
0: yeah like Shogun wisdom. <laughs>
1: yeah, bro. Like, and he's like, he never spoke about it, but like, and I never was like, bro, were you waiting for me? Like it was just understood in that moment that it was just like, this is what we do. Like <laughs> he went down, I'm going to be with you.
0: That's a great story, man. I, yeah, uh, dude. one of my favorite each stories is like, where, uh, they're like, Oh, uh, what's your favorite thing to say in English? And he was like, in Kansas City, it's hotter than Kansas City in the summer. It's hotter than two rats in a wool sock. And like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like he dropped the f bomb. No, I was like, oh, like Bob Rosses asked him, and he's like, "They're like what?" Dude?
1: dude, apparently he is like hilarious and like yeah. speaks fluent English, and just like the guys he plays with knows that, and like no one else.
0: Well, you know, Bla- Vlad Guerrero was like that too. He spoke fluent English and always used the translator. And I guess he didn't like the way Sammy Sosa was portrayed. By the media And so he was like I'm never gonna do that They're only gonna speak to me through a translator Like they're never gonna
1: Bro good for you dude Like I used to have to go to the Dominican for work And like
0: oh that must have been awesome
1: I was I mean It wasn't it was never It was like in and out work one week And you were in all the the free zones Which is all where all the like uh, Manufacturing plants are Um, which is just boils down to like guys with shotguns standing around (laughs) um, to protect the merchandise. And like you drive around that place and it's like, where these guys come from, bro? I was down there the year that Pedro signed his huge deal with the Mets and Pedro walked into this restaurant that we were eating in. And it was like the president of the United States arrived. It was like, all of a sudden we like, we went from like having a normal restaurant, nice restaurant experience. We were with like, uh. Uh, clients, so they were like giving us the white glove treatment, you know. Um, and like, as soon as Pedro walked in, you couldn't like, no one was paying. It's like every like every single person in that restaurant was like, "Fuck you guys, Pedro Martinez is here." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like you drive around that place, and it's like, bro, do I think Miguel Tejada used steroids? Absolutely. Why? Oh. Because he like, bro, you would drive down. Like the highway there, and there was just like a stick and a tarp off the side of the highway that ha- was like off of a mountain, and that was someone's just where they lived. And there was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them all up and down the highway, and it was like you're telling me someone that grew up under these those circumstances. What's up, Link? Is going to be like. That's a great uh-huh. plan. Get the velociraptor inside. Um Is going to be like okay, I don't want to ruin the... San- I don't want to tarnish my good image and the sanctity of this game. Like, no, give me the money. I'll, t- I'll take the steroids. Yeah. I don't care. And I'll go back there where they love me regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so wild to me that, like, when the steroid scandal broke, all these white congressmen and everything were like, how could you? And it was like, yo, Dude, look, look go-, go spend a day where I'm from.
0: Well, and have you seen, like, what Vlad Guerrero did where his village, where he's from in D- the Dominican, where... He bought, like, a hardware store, a construction company, like, a supermarket, a farm, and he's basically, like, a one-man economic machine there. Right? Sure. Half the believe- jobs are coming through, like, his companies. Like I believe it. And why not? Yeah. You know, and- like,
1: it's, it's a beautiful place that, you know, it's, uh, you know... I can't imagine putting myself in those in their shoes and being like thinking I'm going thinking anything less than like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm going to do whatever it takes.
0: You know, what's crazy about baseball players too is, uh, I was hearing about this. Michael Jordan was talking about this, uh, about from what his experience playing in the minors, how everybody has mm-hmm. the strongest hands he's ever seen compared to basketball players. Uh, yeah. Cause they're oh all God. taking, cause if, to get to the minors, even how many times do you have to swing a bat in your life to even, so it's like fling a bat,
1: check throw, your, check your,
0: spin, throw a ball. Yeah, like and so like they're saying, you're saying like a water cooler if you're a scrub. Even like the slap, like the slap hitter, middle infielders. Those guys have like ten times stronger hands than any guy in the NBA.
1: Yeah, bro, you yeah, have it's totally different muscles. It's, and it's a totally different set of muscles and skills.
0: Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm I really want to get a Danny Ainge Blue Jays jersey.
1: Uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to give you the green light to not get
0: that. No, <laughs> no. I feel the, like old, I, the old powder blue, like the cool old school retro blue Jays. Bro, he played for them for like 50 games and then he, he went, then he went to the NBA.
1: Yeah. I was like, this is easier. Um, I want to get back to what you just said about the the hands and stuff. I don't know if you ever watched the, uh, or saw the story on uh hockey players and their legs. No, It's very similar to like, First of all, they're very sexy. Let me just get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, but, dude, along the lines of, like, baseball players having the strongest hands, it's like, bro, Sidney Crosby would come into the bar that I worked at all the time, and it was, like, literally impossible not to notice the size of his legs. Because was like, are you a horse? Like, what is going on underneath there? And it's, like, a universally accepted thing in the NHL that, like, no one can find pants that fit because it's like your torso is totally normal and then then your your legs are like tree trunks dude to the point where a close friend of ours uh down here married a guy from canada who's like hockey obsessed and when i told him about that sydney would come into the bar by the way he's the nicest dude in the world
0: Um, oh yeah hockey players are usually pretty cool guys
1: one of the first things he said was like did you notice his legs and i was like Oddly, yes, I didn't expect to be having this conversation with you, but let's talk about Sidney Crosby's legs. Was like, yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like his legs are legendary. And I was like, Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um but yeah, anyway, hockey players are sexy. Next question.
0: Well no, it's like it's crazy though, like uh was we were talking about like two sport athletes uh earlier or, or uh like your buddy that played hockey and baseball. I forgot mm-hmm. that uh Tom Glavin was drafted by the LA Kings Yes, he was. In the same draft that they drafted Luke Robotai and three rounds ahead of Luke Robitaille.
1: Hey, man.
0: So uh, they drafted a baseball Hall of Famer three rounds before they drafted a hockey Hall of Famer. Hockey Hall of
1: Famer. That's a good draft.
0: That's a pretty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One for two. No, but I, I'm, I always trip out on, like, guys that can, like, like legit play like i mean obviously bo jackson's the number one me and decker wanted to start our own hall the bo jackson sports hall of fame it's all for like two sport guys that weren't quite good enough to be a hall of famer Dion was a two sport guy who was good enough to be a football hall of famer yes you know Uh,
1: yes but also he knew football was his thing yeah you know the weird thing about bo is that baseball was his thing
0: yeah he preferred baseball
1: he preferred baseball very much so. And then he even then still was like, aside from athletic feats that no one had ever seen before, was still like an okay major leaguer.
0: Yeah, he wasn't I mean he, he made the all star team on popularity as on a vote getter far 100%, 100%. more. One
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: Like he was not the best right fielder or center fielder or whatever they started him at like
1: uh, Brian Jordan will probably be in that Hall of Fame, wouldn't oh, he? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. That's a, good, that's a very good pool because he had some really good years for the Cardinals and Dodgers. Yes. And he played for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yes, he did. Um, who the hell else am I thinking of? There's someone. I would put them.
0: Danny Ainge in there.
1: Of course. Of course. Want some titles? I got one
0: for you. Uh, Michael Westbrook, former NFL wide receiver turned boxer. Is he boxing now? Yeah, dude, because remember how he not, like yeah. he broke Steven J- Davis he's not boxing anymore. He's like four, he's like my age now, but box some guys box till they're 50, dude. Yeah. But like no, he uh he like broke he broke like two teammates jaws in like training camp practices and finally and like the NFL was like we're done with you and he was like fuck it. I'm going to go be a boxer and he had yeah, like I want to say like 15 20 pro fights like
1: Dude, I have to Google this now. (laughs) I also also have to go. I hate to cut you off, but I have to go.
0: No problem. No problem, man. Uh, Anything you want to plug on the way out?
1: Dude, just follow me on the internet. It's the only thing I enjoy in the world is followers on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I'm half kidding. Yeah, dude, this Twitter, Twitter, Insta, bro, this Paul, and, and and follow Bowser, please, everyone.
0: Yeah, at Scott underscore Bowser. I hope you guys all follow me already. That'd be weird if you if you yeah. listen to the show and you don't follow me. They just me. found it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And make sure you follow the show on social media, at Pod and check out our Patreon. For $5 a month, you get bonus content like me breaking down the JFK assassination, all kinds of fun stuff uh for that's for the price of one Taco Bell box a month everybody that is yeah. it, it's too good to be true so thank it's you so deal. much at patreon.com/luckyspot thank you so much paul goodbye everybody